0: Real Presence Live. Religion has understood
1: things about the way humans function long before science was able to prove anything. Local.
2: It's always important for all of us to kind of look externally and say, what about these families? They are just like the Holy Family. They're experiencing the same persecution.
0: Engaging. Jesus wants to be with us. I always think of that as at the heart of the Eucharist. And on the road, live from St. Lawrence Church in Duluth, Minnesota, only on the RPR Network.
3: Good morning, everybody. Steve Splonskowski here along with Brandon Clark. Good morning, Brandon. Good morning, Steve. How are you this morning? I'm doing well. We're coming to you live, folks, from Duluth, Minnesota, right out in front of St. Lawrence Catholic Church. And uh, we're going to be coming to you live here for the next two hours on Real Presence Live, some local interviews and some phone interviews, so you're not going to want to go anywhere uh, this morning. But we are And so I'll go ahead and get the... uh... Mike set up here and uh, we'll have him on to uh, to pray with us all right and uh, before before we have you pray can we have each of you say your first name on the microphone so go ahead um i am lenny okay lenny
4: i'm samuel i'm elise and i'm hope
3: excellent and you guys are here for what camp what's the camp that you're here for, for, for today
5: the totus totus tuus.
3: Totus, tuus. TOTUS TUUS. and have they taught you what that means yet Yeah. Totally. what Jesus go ahead
5: totally jesus's
3: that's right totally yours in latin and the pope john paul's pope saint john paul the great uh coined that phrase so totally yours so you're going to pray for us what prayer are you going to say for us this morning hail mary all right go ahead when you're ready
0: in the name of the father son holy spirit amen hail mary full of grace the lord Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb,
3: Jesus.
4: Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In
2: the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit.
3: Later for Straight Talk. And join us for that conversation. And uh, so uh, stay tuned for that. But before we have that segment, Brandon, we have a conversation to start out with talking about the Eucharist.
4: Yeah, we sure do. As you were mentioning, this is our week of the Eucharist on Real Presence Live. Uh, and the reason for that is we're, we're leading up to this Sunday is the celebration of Corpus Christi, which is the celebration of the sacred body and blood of Jesus. And so we thought on Real Presence Live, what a great way to to lead up to that than to celebrate the source and summit of our, of our Catholic faith. And, uh, you know, part of that, Steve, that we uh, we get to experience this by going to daily mass and receiving the holy eucharist, but also uh, in experiencing Jesus in the blessed sacraments. And so that's what we're going to talk about this morning a little bit more with Father James Burns. He's the president of Saint Mary's University of Minnesota in Winona. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, we've got Father James Burns on the line with us this morning. Good morning, Father. Good morning.
3: Good to be with you thank you thanks for being with us today and uh, so uh, father we're sitting outside and where there's a little delay between us when we talk here so so we'll uh, just note that because we're on the internet here but uh, right here it's sunny and uh, warm in Duluth what's the what's it look like there in Winona
6: it's uh sunny as well uh, partly cloudy and, and it's actually a very nice day it's very nice, very nice
3: excellent excellent father let's talk a little bit uh about your position there you're the president of the uh, st mary's university in minnesota winona how long have you been the president there it's just a year uh just completing my first year okay and uh you have any highlights of your first year at the at the the uh university there
6: well, it's been a great year to get to know our students, especially the, uh, undergraduates on campus. We have a, also a wonderful seminary on campus, uh, St. Immaculate uh, Heart of Mary, uh, seminary with the diocese, uh, of Winona Rochester. So to be with the seminarians and the priest there, but also just the faculty, staff, and students really coming together, uh, as one as the, at the university and, and the, and the real, uh, kind of intellectual inquiry and, and thirst that the students have along with their uh, faith life has been
3: very inspiring. Wonderful. And we're going to talk a little bit, Father, about the Blessed Sacrament. Have you seen, how do you see that alive uh, love for the Blessed Sacrament and the Eucharist at the, the University of Mary and the value of that?
6: Sure. Um, we have, uh, every, every uh, week we have an uh, afternoon of adoration uh, on Wednesdays. Uh, after our noon Mass until uh, 5 o'clock. And we have students uh, are regularly in, in the chapel during that time, of course, uh, many times numbers of students. And uh, the devotion as well to uh, the liturgy, to the Mass, uh, is evident in, in the hearts of students. We regularly have a, a, faith, a very faithful group of students who come to daily Mass. and are involved in, in the Eucharist uh, in that way. And most more recently, we've had a request from some of the students, emanating from the students, not not uh, uh, administration or, or, or faculty, but the students, asking for even more opportunities uh, to honor the Blessed Sacrament, for instance, uh, procession or 40 hours devotion and so forth. So, so there's a really strong dedication devotion to
3: our Lord and the Eucharist already, and uh, we just continue to want to encourage that. Wonderful. So, do you think, Father, uh, is there a particular formula for worshiping in front of the Blessed Sacrament, or, or you know, do you ha- give some advice to people? Sometimes you're like, I don't know what to do. Uh, I can't, you know, if you if you're encouraged to do an hour of adoration. Oh my goodness, what do I do for a whole hour? Uh, give, give us some wisdom and an insight on that for our listeners.
6: Sure. I think there's I think there's a number of ways that people approach it, um, and it, in, in some ways, it depends on where you're at and what's happening in your life. I think. Um, but typically, you know, I, I think the reason for an hour comes from Matthew twenty six forty, where our Lord asked his uh, apostles, could they not watch with him an hour, in his time of need? And so that's, I think, you know, the idea where where traditionally the hour has come from, and it's really been encouraged by a lot of the different saints, um, from Saint Peter Julian Mr to John Vianney or Saint Teresa of Azou. All the way to Paul, Paul the sixth and John, Paul the Second, and Fulton Sheen that's because of Fulton Sheen. So, um, and I think you know, as I said, one of the one of the ways that I think some people find helpful is to to bring scripture in with them and um, take a passage of scripture that you know they're presently um, reflecting meditating on, and with our Lord place themselves in that scripture passage and in a very kind of Ignatian way, um, from St. Ignatius of Loyola and the uh, exercises to uh, kind of relate what comes to you during that time with our Lord and what our Lord may be trying to say to you. Sometimes it's helpful to have... Some folks will bring in a, a pad of paper or a notebook and kind of take in what our Lord is saying to them. Um, others, you know, in, in uh, a community that I belong to, the Voluntas Day community, our founder, Father Louis-Marie Perrant, kind of recommended uh, the phases of prayer beginning with meditation um kind of praying with our mind using texts um or uh whether it's sacred scripture or the lives of the saints or some some other um testimonies on the attitudes of Christ um how how kind of meditating on how I'm nourished by this um and listening to what our lord has to say absorbing what he has to say and and then engaging in mental prayer where we're speaking our prayer from the heart um some he, he would refer to it as, as a bee that returns to the hive and prepares honey. It, it, it is dialogue with God. Um, and, and our conversation can be simple, confident. Um, it doesn't have to be pre-planned. Um, that's what speaking from the heart, I think, gives us. And then moving into contemplation, um, and in this state, one's whole being is permeated with, with our Lord, with God. And um, in, this, in this place, our silence meets the silence of Christ, uh, who really lets peace flow into us, um, and 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 allow ourselves to be enveloped by that peace of Christ? Um, and there are many examples, I think, of Scripture of of how we how we come to understand that. So I guess to answer your question, is there a specific formula? One can be very formulaic, I think, about it, um, moving through stages. Others uh, simply come and and will 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 take time to just settle themselves, be at peace, pray the Rosary and then just let our Lord speak to them. It, it kind of, as I say, it depends, too, on what's happening in one's life. Sometimes it's uh, it, it seems like even a challenge just to to uh, come to our Lord for whatever reason, and yet we know that He encouraged uh, all who have burdens to arrest them upon Him and that He would give us rest. So this is a particularly unique way that we have in a Catholic Church and a profound way of encountering the real presence of our Lord, um, if you will, face-to-face.
4: Right. Yeah. If you're just tuning in, this is Real Presence Live on the Road. I'm Brandon Clark, Programming Coordinator for RPR, joined by Executive Director Steve Splonskowski. We're live this morning from St. Lawrence Church here in Duluth, Minnesota. And as we continue through this week of the Eucharist on Real Presence Live, we're talking with Father James Burns, the President of St. Mary's University of Minnesota in Winona, about the Blessed Sacrament and the beauty of spending time with our Lord in adoration, in Eucharistic adoration. Now, Father, we talked about an hour uh, being scriptural, and we talked about you know some of the things that we can do to to um, to help that time pass in the hour. Uh, one thing that I, I might uh, ask you is, you know, what if it's a struggle? What if an hour is a struggle? I know when I first started going to adoration. I would either pray or or journal or you know do whatever to pass the time, and I'd I'd be like, wow, that that must be like forty five minutes, and I'll look down and it'd be like twenty minutes. So, you know, do, do you have any advice for those listening who who just kind of you know they they struggle in that hour a little bit? They they struggle to uh, find ways to to fill that time.
6: Well, you know, I think one of the things uh, that I encourage folks who've never, for instance, someone who's never done adoration before. Um, who's never been involved in Eucharistic Adoration and prayed in that way, uh, it's kind of like growing your muscles. You can't do it all at once. You don't run the marathon the first day. So um, for some folks, it's, it's a good recommendation to, um, you know, spend five to ten minutes initially with our Lord. You know, maybe not, maybe you can't actually sign up for the full hour if others are depending on you, but you work up to that hour. Um, and, then, and then there are times for all of us, I think, when we come before the Lord and we've, you know, we've, we will train ourselves to be in the presence of our Lord and to be with him for that hour. And then we, we experience a kind of dryness and, um, and, or, a kind of, uh, uh, sense that, you know, how, how am I going to complete this hour? And I think, um, as you know, it's a spiritual exercise, you know, if you will. And I think with certain exercises, it's, it's remaining faithful to it and realizing that even though I'm not experiencing in this particular moment, um, the, the the peace that I desire, or the uh, or I've got anxieties, or um, or just uh, you know I'm distracted easily. I think one one of the things that we know, just from practice, but also from others, um, great saints, that that continuing to be faithful, the Lord rewards that, and continuing even in the midst of that to kind of tell oneself, you know, this isn't this is this is a period of time, and and also I think to Kind of throw yourself on the Lord at those moments and just ask Him to to um, kind of guide and and direct um, in, in these moments of of kind of trial or, or just when it seems like we're um, uh, it's not very easy to stay there, stay put for whatever reason. A lot of times, I think our Lord is trying to tell us something about that too. Maybe it's we have too much that we're trying to solve or deal with, and and He's offering us something that. Um, we can't get anywhere else. And so, to be, I think, to bring those things to mind when it's possible can be helpful. And I think another, uh, another piece is, you know, having these, these devotional pieces is, uh, are, are good in and of themselves. And so, you know, um, just having one way of approaching um, is also um, helpful because we, we can become habits, habituated in a routine with it. But also having um, other, you know, writings or, or opportunities, and sometimes, you know, the the ability. Uh, you know, when when we encourage people to do physical exercises, we often tell them bring a friend, um, and and we know we're going to to our Lord, who is our the greatest friend in the Eucharist. But um, also encouraging other people by being with them, you know, having two or three gathered in His name is very powerful prayer indeed, and. And so I think that also can be, um, consoling in a way, um, and can be helpful to us as we, you know, work through, um, remaining faithful to our Lord in the Eucharist and especially in, in adoration. So I think, um, those are some of the, some of the things that, uh, you know, I would say are, are very helpful and, and can, and, you know, it, I don't know that there's, um, if you will, one, a uh, sure fireproof way that we're going to or, uh you know resolve all the times that we have like I say either dryness or kind of um uh our concentrations off but I think our lord rewards the steadfastness and faithfulness for sure
4: yeah absolutely thanks Father. You know uh when we talk about uh, this idea of uh, of going and visiting, you know a lot of people have those personal experiences, right, in adoration. Um, so if you're comfortable with this, you know what do you find strengthens you in your visits to the blessed sacrament and and what do you find uh, the most that brings you the most joy as you sit with our Lord Father?
6: Sure. I think one of the things that, um, well, there are a number of things that, that bring me joy when I sit with our Lord, but I would say um, it really brings to reality for me the sense of, of our Lord from Sacred Scripture and how he was uh, with uh, those apostles and disciples, and, uh, you know, they had his full, real presence there with them um, on a regular basis. And so knowing that we're united in some ways— Mystically to this whole corpus, uh, uh, body of the church, uh, this communion of saints and, and to the present day. It's, that's actually a very consoling thought when you, when you really take in the, how profound that is. So knowledge of our Lord being in his presence, um, that in and of itself is consoling, um, the way it vivifies and brings to life the sacred scriptures. Um, and I would say, um, also the, really once we are quieted, and really allow our Lord to do what our Lord wants to with us, that sense of peace that emanates, um, that comes to one. One's heart is freed of the distractions and worries of of, of the current moments in the present life. And we and we attain a certain freedom in Christ. Uh whether something emerges immediately from that, you know, uh we 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 maybe don't always have a good resolution to what it is that we went to our Lord with. But certainly we have a greater freedom in Christ because we realize, um, more fully what it means to be with him in the present moment, to live, uh, more fully in that peace and the peace that we can bring forward to others then as a result. And, um, again, um, the founder of the Institute, Lamenta's Day, um, really encouraged all to, to become peacemakers in every, every area of their life, every milieu, as he would say. And so, um, that's a great, joy and a, and a great consolation that comes from from being in, in our Lord's presence in the Bible
4: second for me. Excellent. Well, Father, thanks so much for being on the air with us this morning. We really appreciate your time and uh, your dedication to our Lord, uh, in, both in your priesthood and the time that you spend with Him in, in the Blessed Sacrament.
6: Absolutely. Thank you, and it's been great to share this time with you and also hopefully to encourage others to um, even if it's make a short visit, uh, <laughs> to our Lord, but certainly an hour if one can, but, but our Lord loves any visit we can make with Him and, and so I just, I'm glad to be able to share that.
4: Yeah, thank you. All right, well, we got to step away for our first break of the morning, and coming up next, get those questions about the faith and anything on your heart, including maybe some stories about uh, your experience in adoration before our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. It's our Straight Talk segment coming up with Father Ryan Moravitz, pastor here at St. Lawrence Parish, where we're broadcasting from this morning. We'll also speak with Teresa Fuel from Daisy, North Dakota, to gear us up in some ways we can celebrate the Feast of Corpus Christi, All this and much more when we return on Real Presence Live. Real Presence
0: Live on the road, coming back in just a couple minutes. more Real Presence Live on the road to come from St. Lawrence Church in Duluth on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live will be coming to you five days a week starting in July. That's right. Beginning July 1st, we'll bring you Real Presence Live Monday through Friday mornings from 9 to 11 Central with an encore of each show on Saturday. Plus, we'll bring you new hosts, new locations, and new opportunities to share stories of faith and pray for those in need. Stay tuned for more details. It's Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live five days a week, beginning July 1st, only on the RPR Network.
7: Real Presence radio gives us an opportunity to
4: sanctify the airwaves, if mm-hmm. you will. It's all forms of modern communication that we're so used to today. This is one that people again and again tell me how they tune in, you know. So yep. it's at these times where you may be in your car or you may have time at your workplace, wherever you are, or in between things at home, um, just tuning into the radio for a little bit. And to think that on an ongoing basis, you know, we're able to talk about Jesus and talk about our faith and extend hope and joy to people as they listen to us so Real Presence Radio has just been a great blessing to our diocese and I know people of Duluth and Superior you know we have access to Real Presence Radio
8: but if people's generosity you know moves them they could expand other places in our diocese that maybe don't have the reach right yet could
3: Hello this is Barbara Brooks from Duluth Minnesota at St. Benedict's Church Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio.
0: Scott Pionk Sodding and
7: Landscaping in Hermantown, Minnesota is ready to serve you in all your landscaping needs, including trees, retaining walls, sidewalks, patios, and gravel or concrete driveways. One call to Scott can get you a cost estimate, consultation, and a start date. Scott Pionk Sodding and Landscaping provides landscaping services to homes, schools, commercial establishments, and local athletic fields. For more information, you can contact Scott at
0: 218-391-9607. June 18th through the 20th marks the week of the Eucharist on Real Presence Live. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in as we seek to educate, inspire, and promote the Catholic teaching of the real presence of Christ in the Holy Eucharist, leading up to the Solemnity of the Most Holy Body and Blood of Christ on Sunday the 23rd. It's the transforming week of the Eucharist on Real Presence Live, Tuesday, June 18th through Thursday the 20th, right here on Real Presence Radio.
9: I'm just struck by the fact that our radio coverage from Real Presence has reached all the way across North Dakota, into parts of Minnesota, into parts of South Dakota. Most of that is rural territory, and I think that our rural communities are so very important to our church, to our diocesan families, whether it's Fargo or Sioux Falls or Bismarck or wherever we are. Our rural parishes, our rural faithful you know They've been there all along, and they're, they're so active, they're so devoted to their parishes, they're so devoted to the faith, and it's encouraging to me that Real Presence has reached out to those areas as well, because now some of those communities that for a long time didn't have access to Catholic radio, now they do. And now they have the opportunity to be part of the mission of Catholic Radio, but also to pray and and to hear the news and to be inspired by the stories of the faith. And it's, it's wonderful to see.
0: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Road, coming to you from St. Lawrence Church in Duluth. If you're in the area, we invite you to stop by and visit. You can also join the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good good morning,
3: everybody. Steve Splonskowski here, along with Brandon Clark, and we're coming to you live, as just mentioned, from Duluth and uh, the parish of Father Ryan Moravitz. And he's going to be on in just a little bit to answer your questions on Straight Talk. But before we go there, we're going to visit with Teresa Fuel. Teresa, how are you this morning? Hi,
2: I'm. How are you, Steve?
3: I oh, am very well. How are you, too? We're doing very well. Teresa, you're from Daisy this morning, or not just this morning, but you're actually always <laughs> from Daisy. <laughs> well, probably not your whole life, but you're currently from Daisy. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit about Eucharistic celebration you have going on for Corpus Christi in Daisy, North Dakota. Uh, when did this tradition at St. Mary's... Oh, there's somebody driving by, honking their horn. Good morning. Uh, when did this tradition start uh, at St. Mary's Catholic Church in Daisy? You know,
2: 1905 is when they first started this tradition.
3: Great, and and so we're talking about the Eucharistic celebration that's going to happen at Daisy in Daisy, North Dakota this weekend. Talking with Teresa Fuel, and uh, so what what does the preparation look like, uh, Teresa, for this uh, event?
2: Well, it's it's pretty extraordinary. Um, We come together like the day before Corpus Christi, and the whole parish gets together, and we clean out. We have a walking path where you walk through the shelter belt, all the way around the cemetery. And we clean out the walking path and trim trees and make everything look nice and pretty. And then we start cooking the food, and we get the side altars um, decorated. We've got a couple of different side altar chapels that are in the shelter belt, and so we decorate those with all kinds of fresh flowers from our farms. And it takes a full day before the company comes on Saturday to to get started with that.
3: And Teresa, what's so? What's your favorite part of the celebration?
2: Well, obviously the mass. Um, we have a professor from Aberdeen, uh, from Northern State University, um, Professor William uh, Wheeling comes. He's actually he grew up on that home farmstead that St. Mary's is on. But he comes and he he has a lot of the music, and a lot of it's sung in Latin, and he does a phenomenal job. Um, so the music for mass is pretty amazing and then the
3: procession after mass is, is i've never seen anything like it it's pretty neat great um, we're talking about the feast of corpus christi celebration at in daisy north dakota talking to teresa fuel uh teresa do you, uh so so what time is this event on sunday it's uh, uh is it is it part of mass after mass before mass uh give us some of those details
2: Okay, so this event actually takes place on Saturday, June 22nd. We're going to do the day before Corpus Christi this year because um, it just takes us, I don't know, we just want it to be such a special day. So we do it on Saturday, this, this year, June 22nd, mass starts at 10 a.m., and then the events follow.
3: Okay, so Saturday at 10, a, 10 a.m. in in Daisy, uh, North Dakota, this feast, Oh, so actually it's the, uh, the vigil of the Feast of the of, of the Corpus Christi, but that's okay because as Catholics we get to celebrate a long time. That's why we do things like octaves of Easter and octaves of Christmas. We like to celebrate. So uh, that that's great. great. <laughs> Join uh, all of the uh, members of St. Mary's Catholic Church. What's that?
2: Um, our location, we're six and a half miles east of the Avey on Highway 26 because this parish is still on the family farm of the Wheelands. Um, so it's not in the town of Daisy. It's six and a half miles east All right. on somebody's farmstead.
3: Excellent. Excellent. All right. So that's uh, going to come this Saturday, 10 a.m. Uh, join the people of Daisy area for that celebration. Thank you, Teresa, for being on with us, and uh, hope your celebration goes well. God bless you.
6: Thanks, Steve.
3: All right. well. Thanks
4: again to uh, Teresa, and I'm sure if there is a Corpus Christi celebration, I know we have one at the cathedral in Fargo. We have a procession uh, after Mass on Sunday. So if there is one in your local area, be sure to take part. It's a great witness to the beauty of what we have in the in the gift of the Eucharist, Steve.
3: Absolutely, and uh, you know. It's usually not the Lord. That's somebody else giving me some great ideas that I need to do right away. And so uh, to focus on the relationship with the Lord and uh, at that time and uh, if the great if it's a great idea the Lord will bring it up outside of adoration again yeah (laughs) so that's my rule
4: absolutely so So I think what we're going to do Steve we're getting ready for straight talk let's go ahead and and just take a quick break and uh, we'll get all set up and uh, we'll be back with Father Ryan Moravitz straight talk so get your questions ready and get ready to call 877-795-0122 we'll be back with more Real Presence Live on the road in just a couple minutes
0: Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live on the road to come from St. Lawrence Church in Duluth on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live will be coming to you five days a week starting in July. That's right. Beginning July 1st, we'll bring you Real Presence Live Monday through Friday mornings from 9 to 11 Central with an encore of each show on Saturday plus we'll bring you new hosts new locations and new opportunities to share stories of faith and pray for those in need stay tuned for more details it's real presence live local engaging and live five days a week beginning july 1st only on the rpr network
7: Scott Pionk Sodding and Landscaping in Hermantown, Minnesota is ready to serve you in all your landscaping needs, including trees, retaining walls, sidewalks, patios, and gravel or concrete driveways. One call to Scott can get you a cost estimate, consultation, and a start date. Scott Pionk Sodding and Landscaping provides landscaping services to homes, schools, commercial establishments, and local athletic fields. For more information, you can contact Scott at 218-391-9607
0: you're listening to real presence live on the road coming to you from St. Lawrence Church in Duluth if you're in the area we invite you to stop by and visit you can also join the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content we've been it's been
9: here for how many years now is this is our third year maybe third, something third, yeah. like that and this is like a dream come true yep. yeah a dream truly a dream come true I prayed about this and for this since I arrived seven years ago and it came, and we've been deeply blessed. And um, I-, I can't thank Real Presence Radio enough for taking a chance on Rapid City. Yeah, right, absolutely. And their chance has proven to be extremely beneficial and even more so fruitful for people all across the listening area. I hear constantly people thank me for bringing Catholic Radio here. I didn't bring it. I just prayed that it would come. And the Lord answered our prayers. And people tell me how much Catholic Radio... Good practicing Catholics thank me constantly about how Catholic radio has changed their life.
8: In, in every case, there's a hunger for that which is, is true. The hunger for to be loved. The hunger to be understood. Who am I? Is the question that they're asking. And the beautiful thing that we have with, with Real Presence Radio is the answer to that question. The answer to who am I? I am a beloved son or daughter of God. And and so the message that we that we promote through Real Presence Radio is exactly the antidote to what what is at the heart of this this confusion, this chaos that we're seeing all around us. And so it, this is a message that has to get uh, spread out, you know, further, broader, more generously. And so it's it's tremendously rewarding for everyone who's involved in this, whether it be sitting in front of a microphone or contributing to the cause or sharing with someone that you run across in the street. Hey, you got to tune in to you know one of the Real Presence Radio stations, the one in your area because it really is transformative and life changing
1: you know one of the things for me this concept of making holy the day you know not just one moment but the whole day and You know, as as a member of the clergy, we pray the liturgy of the hours, um, you know, throughout the day, various times of the day, and for me, that is that's kind of what's grounded my day in always being there, turning to God. But when you're, you know, when you're at work. When you're driving in your car, there's a lot of a lot of things you can listen to, a lot of voices that can be out in the world talking to you. And putting on real presence radio and, and having you know that, that presence there um, is a great way to make holy the day. Even those little voices that just keep us thinking about God all day long, not only does it connect us more with our Lord, but it makes those little struggles that you deal with on an everyday basis so much easier to Deal with.
4: Real Presence Radio is now on Google Assistant devices, including Google Home, phones, tablets, and smart displays. To start this action, say something like, Okay, Google, talk to Real Presence Radio. It will then ask what station you want to play, to which you can respond, Play Sioux Falls, or Play AM 970 or play-w-w-e-n. From there, you can use words like play, pause, and stop. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere, now on Google Assistant devices.
0: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Road, coming to you from St. Lawrence Church in Duluth. If you're in the area, we invite you to stop by and visit. You can also join the conversation on our Facebook page, and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Hey folks, we're coming to you live, Real Presence Live from Duluth
3: St. Lawrence Catholic Church with Pastor Ryan, Father Ryan Moravitz, and uh, coming to you live this morning. So thanks for sticking with us and uh, sharing this your morning with us. We are now going to go to that famous segment. Called famous now. Famous, famous. straight famous. talk. Wow. Famous straight talk with uh, Father Ryan Roberts. Good morning, Father. Good morning, guys. It's great to have you here.
4: Thanks for having us. Uh, just talk about the excitement of uh, being live from your parish this morning, Father.
5: Well, we've got a beautiful day here in Duluth. Um, we've got a great property here, so you can see Lake Superior from the property, and um, we've got TOTUS tuus going on today, so we've got about sixty uh, young. Uh, grade school kids inside who have been running around the campus, and we'll probably see them coming out here for their little break in a bit. Um, and it's just great to have uh, the, ra- the radio here uh, on site. I think it's exciting for our parishioners to know that, too, and we've got some parishioners later on on the show, and we've yeah. got some young people with us for straight talk and... It's really great. I'm excited to have you here. It was, it's a it's a fun experience.
4: Well, thanks for having us. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two is the call in number. If you want to ask your question of Father Ryan Moravitz, or uh, maybe you want to share a story on your experience uh, in front of the Blessed Sacrament and adoration, our first segment with Father uh, James Burns, the the president of the University of Mary of Winnesota. St. Mary's University of Minnesota in Winona, that first segment we talked about uh, spending time with our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament. So 877-795-0122, and you can also submit your question on Facebook as we're streaming via Facebook Live this morning.
3: Absolutely. So, uh, and we actually have some in-studio guests this morning who, and Father's got his Bible out. So he's ready. <laughs> ready for anything um, in front of him. but we have some in studio uh, youth here who have some questions for fathers. So go ahead. what's your name? My name's Jacob. All right, Jacob. So last night in our Totus toist class,
4: uh, you're kind of talking about how some saints or most
5: saints have like part of their body that doesn't decompose naturally. Could you kind of uh, explain that? Yeah, so these are called, you know, incorruptibles, right? Or there's in- incorruptible parts of a saint's body when they exhume their bodies after a time. So there's a couple things to it. One is it shows it shows us, and it's a sign of the dignity of who we are as human persons and the, and the dignity of the body, that we believe in the resurrection, so it gives us hope towards resurrection as well, and that our bodies are good, and our bodies are deeply connected to our souls and our souls to our bodies, and that in, in the end, we're going to be in a resurrected form like Jesus is. And so these are signs to us, the incorruptible saints, they're signs to us of the hope of the resurrection. Um, so last night we talked a little bit about that, and I uh, talked about some of the different saints. Do you remember any of the saints that we talked about, Jacob? Uh, or any I, of them? I believe St. Padre Pio was yep. one. So Padre Pio, his, they exhumed his body, and you can go and see his body um, in Italy, and um, it's pretty much like he's sleeping, and he's been, he's been passed away for quite some time now. Um, so, yep, Padre Pio um, has some dynamics of incorruptibility there. Do you remember the saint that we said when they exhumed his body, his vocal cords were still weren't decomposed, and then his tongue was still glistening, they say. Do you remember which saint that was? No, nah, no, I don't. St. <laughs> Anthony of Padua. Wow. And the reason for that is because he was known to be a great preacher. And so when they exhumed his body, it was a great sign of, like, his his vocal cords and his tongue spoke the Word of God in incredible ways. Um, last night, too, we talked about Joan of Arc You know, and her heart. They couldn't burn her heart. They burned her at the stake, but they couldn't burn her heart.
4: St. John yeah. Vianney also has an incorruptible heart that's actually been traveling around the listening area throughout the past few months.
5: Yeah, so. it's been out in Bismarck, I think. I think it was at, uh, yep. in and different parts of Minnesota Fargo, as well. Fargo, Sioux Falls, yep. uh,
4: Rapid City, m- many different areas. Yeah.
5: So we talked about the incorruptibles last night. It was a really good question, Jacob. Um, it's it's kind of fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's almost even spooky a little bit yeah, yeah a little bit <laughs> kind of like creepy like what in the world is this about right? Yep. but it is it's a remembrance that you know we're called to the resurrection so uh, that's why we, we look to the saints and their relics and the incorruptibles are a great miracle and sign of that and of individuals holiness so Good question, Jacob. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Thank thanks you. for
4: that question. 877 795 0122 is the call in number. 877 795 0122. This is Straight Talk, Real Presence Live on the Road. We're coming to you live from St. Lawrence Parish here in Duluth. It's a beautiful morning. Uh, Father, you served up a great morning for us. So so thank you for that. Well, we've been
5: working <laughs> on it you know, all week long. So. <laughs>
4: yes. 877 795 0122. Please. Call in with your questions for Father Ryan Moravitz during Stray Talk, you can also submit them on Facebook as we are streaming via Facebook Live this morning. We do, Father, have another question from from a student who's going through the Totus Tuus program as well. So, uh, what's your name?
2: My name's Maya.
4: Maya, and uh, what is your question for Father Ryan?
2: So last night, my younger brother actually asked this question, and it was why um, in the Old Testament uh, the priest could marry. But now, uh, later on, we don't see many priests getting married anymore, and why is that?
5: Yeah, so that's a really good question. So um, we do understand that the, the priesthood of Jesus Christ is a fulfillment of that Old Testament priesthood. So it, there's a shift that does happen. So there's a couple different dynamics of why in the Roman Catholic Church we don't have a married clergy, or not many. You know, there are those few rare, rare ones out there um, in special circumstances, Um, but we we do still hold to the practice of celibacy for the diocesan priests and religious priests as well. The main reason is to imitate Jesus, is that Jesus himself gave himself fully to his bride, which is the people of God, right, the church. And so he's the bridegroom and fully gives of of himself, especially on the cross, to the whole church. And so the priest stands in the person of Jesus Christ, we believe. And so to represent that and to live that out fully, um, we, like Jesus, give our whole lives, our whole self to the people of God, the body of Christ that is the church. And so it is an imitation of Jesus. Now, on a practical level, as well, it makes a lot of sense. You know, we were talking last night, I said, because we were here kind of late last night, 9, 9.30, before we wrapped up Totus to us and the sisters were with us, right? We had two of the handmaids here, too, and we were just sharing that if we weren't living the gift of celibacy, right, and we weren't living this, this way, it would be a little different for us because we would be worried about, like, well, I got the wife and kids back home, I got to get home, um, you know, and the anxieties and worries of just family life because it does take a lot. Um, it would be a little bit different, it would be a lot different in terms of my ability to just fully give myself to, to you as the church, right? And St. Paul, we, we looked at St. Paul, what St. Paul has to say about it. It's from 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Um, It's a great thing to look up because he talks about the, the practical nature of this. He says this, I should like you to be free of anxieties. An unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord. But a married man is anxious about the things of the world, how he may please his wife, and he is divided. Right? So, I mean, and it's true. You know, when you're married, you've got a big responsibility towards your spouse and your own children. (laughs) And if you're unmarried, you can totally focus on the Lord and the Lord alone and his people. So that's a a really practical kind of thing. Now, St. Paul says, I'm not telling you this... For your own benefit, not to impose a restraint upon you, but for the sake of propriety and adherence to the Lord without distraction. So me being able to live as a celibate, right, without a family to, to care for, allows me to live without distraction. To be totally focused on the ministry, that's really what I have to strive to do more and more in my priesthood and all of us who are priests. It gives us that ability, like Jesus, to fully give of ourselves. Um, makes sense? Do you agree with it?
2: Yeah, <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, it makes sense, doesn't it? It, it? it is a really good thing because it, it avails us to be able to be f- really fully and freely with you more and more. Good. It's a good question. Maya.
4: Excellent. <laughs> Thanks so much for that question. And thank you for you guys uh, just coming out from uh, the Totus Tuus program and, and asking your questions hey, this morning.
5: D- <laughs> do you have any more questions?
4: We do have a couple of questions. Oh, you do got some questions yeah, on yeah, there. Yeah, we okay. do have a couple of other questions, so we'll we'll uh, we'll move on. Thanks you guys. 877 795 is the call-in number. 877 As I mentioned too, we're streaming on Facebook Live this morning, so you can submit your question on Facebook, and that's exactly what Michael did. Michael has a question, Father. He says, "What are the circumstances for worship and the sacraments outside?" It's not the norm, but during World Youth Day, I have both adored and participated in Mass outside. Also, others have Lakeside Mass, or the famous Snow Mass, on the way back from the March for Life. But we can't have weddings outside? Where's the line? That's a great question.
5: (laughs) Oofta. that's a long question. (laughs) Um, The sacraments should normally, in normal circumstances, right... Be celebrated in a sacred space, a place that is dedicated to, to the sacraments, to, to things sacred happening there. And so that is what is the norm. It, it should always be done as long as possible. Um, things like World Youth Day, you know, that's a unique thing because we don't have churches that can fit 4 to 8 million people or whatever shows up at World Youth Day on any given year. And so obviously that's a special circumstance, so that wouldn't be the norm right um, sometimes you do see parishes you know they they'll do sort of parish picnics in big places so for instance I mean we have a we have a cluster parish picnic and we're hoping to draw a thousand people to it this August We're about to announce it this weekend and um, the reality is is our, our church wouldn't hold the number of people that we're going to draw to this event because we're bringing all the masses together, the whole cluster together, and we don't have a big enough space. So, And then we're going to have a picnic with it, and we need a larger property to have the, the, the picnic. So we are stepping outside of the norm and having a mass up there. So it, I suppose if, you know, the norm wouldn't be to have a wedding outside. I suppose if, you know, you had a, a thousand people showing up and you only had a church that could fit 400, you know, you'd have to rethink that. Um, but really ultimately the sacrament should be celebrated in a sacred space that's dedicated for it and that would be the norm and there's there's certain circumstances where you can step outside of that but there should be it should be circumstantial not just kind of like just kind of anywhere necessarily so the snow the snow mass was super you know look they wanted to do mass every day they were stuck on the interstate you know so yeah it was a little controversial but you know they got the Eucharist in and you don't want it to be showy. You want it always to be sacred. And that's where it can get tricky when you start doing some some things outside of the norm. So you always got to sure. be careful of that. Prudent.
4: So uh, d- I'll ask this too. Uh, does special approval need to be given if there's going to be something celebrated outside?
5: Um, f- certainly for weddings. Yep, yeah, um, pastors I, in most dioceses would have have some of the freedom to be able to do masses, you know, in particular places, um, outside. Um, but weddings in most dioceses you need special permission, and you know, good reason to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, or really, with any of the other the sacraments, typically. Um, and so, yeah, it's yeah you would need permission for certain things you know there's lots of dynamics to it so I'm kind of sure. stumbling through it a little bit because mm-hmm. it's yes and no <laughs> sure Right. yeah
4: Excellent Well Michael thanks for that question And he submitted it on Facebook And you can too Or you can call 877 795 877 795 We do have a listener question She's not on the phone But Lenora from Superior Would like to know Can you obtain a plenary indulgence When you pray the rosary In front of the blessed sacrament With another person Do you happen to know that
5: one? I don't know I think you can can attain plenary indulgences in lots of ways. So that would be my guess. Is
3: do you guys know? Uh, My recollection is that Pope John Paul II made that um, change that if you pray the Rosary in front of the Blessed Sacrament with. other people that you can receive a plenary indulgence i remember that announcement coming and i remember thinking oh cool now i get to uh get a plenary indulgence for this so I, my that's
5: new I, knowledge for me. i think I like the answer
3: that. is yes um we'd have to we'd have to google it janelle is shaking her her, her head yes as well um that, that that is something but i'm pretty sure it was pope john paul ii but maybe it was pope benedict it was pope john paul ii who it sounds like made that declaration JPT would have done yeah? yep Yep. Yeah. So it's
5: a good I'm, question. It's
3: actually it's new knowledge for me. So I, yes, I didn't realize. that. So,
4: so now Lenora, uh, Father is going to go and look into this, and next time he hosts, he'll he'll have an answer <laughs> yeah, for you.
3: I've got homework. It's great. <laughs>
5: yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. And Janelle's mentioning off to the side too that I I believe that this was also the, the is that if you pray the family rosary at home, you can also receive a plenary indulgence if you pray it with pray it with your family at home, um, and I do remember that as well. Uh, so, but, uh, you might want to clarify that with your local pastor. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. We'll, uh, yeah let, but,
3: see if he knows. <laughs>
0: yeah. But of course, as you,
3: let's talk a little bit about that because father, well, can you explain to us the plenary indulgence and, uh, the, uh, norms for receiving that?
5: So the norms, right? Um,
3: boy, this is like being in class.
5: <laughs> <laughs> the norms right, are to, um, be free of mortal sins. So to make a good confession and receive a holy communion, um, and then um, also also be have the full intentionality to to not sin anymore, not to to really genuinely avoid serious sin anymore. So like that's part of it too, like a f- real conversion of heart and an intentionality for conversion of heart. Yeah. Um, and then a prayer for the Holy Father um, would be included, and then whatever you know, the visit to the holy site or mm-hmm. praying the Rosary with another person in front of the Blessed Sacrament too. Yeah.
4: Right. So, and then another question with that is, how do you know if you've received a plenary indulgence, or do you, or even a partial indulgence?
5: I think you have to, you have to trust, and you know, and, and you have to be authentic and honest with yourself about well, wh- where is my heart at, or am I just kind of like doing the you know it's not hocus pocus and i'm just going to do this so i can get like set free from purgatory or have somebody set free from purgatory you really have to have a genuine disposition of faith towards you know deeper and fuller conversion not kind of like well i'll I'll just do a plenary indulgence and i can kind of go on my way so i think that part of that is trusting if your heart is in the right place and you genuinely are striving for that then um you know you have to faith and trust that that the Lord hears that And grants that you know? Absolutely.
4: Absolutely Lenora thanks for that question 877-795-0122 mm-hmm. Is the call in number We still have about Four minutes or so For you to call in With your question For Father Ryan Moravitz He's the pastor here At St. Lawrence Church In Duluth Where we're broadcasting On the road This month 877-795-0122 You can also Submit your question On Facebook Via Facebook Live Father this is something that, uh, that I enjoy doing during straight talk And I just like to say Is there anything on your heart Is there anything on your heart this morning That, that you feel that um, the Holy Spirit Is calling you to, to share with those Who might be listening this morning
5: You know uh, we were talking a little bit earlier About just you know there's a lot going on In the church and in the world today And in the midst of it all We have to keep our focus on Jesus Christ and our hope and our faith and our love on jesus and no matter what might be going on in your individual parish or your community or your city or your diocese or what's going on in the church universal we can't lose our focus on jesus christ there's a lot of things that are trying to distract us as a church from being about jesus christ and and primarily on Jesus alone. And we have to encounter all the dynamics of of need for conversion in all sorts of ways and and changes and different things like that. But we can't lose sight of Jesus. And I think that that, you know, and and there's lots of distractions just that the world presents us from being distracted from Jesus. Um, But now there's all these distractions like internally, you know, that are distracting us from Jesus. And so I think for me... You know, recently, that's been a big thing in my heart, is like, I need to stay focused on the Lord. And the Lord's, the Lord's kind of put that in my heart in my own daily prayer of going, Hey, come here.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Be focused on me. You know, there's these little rabbit holes or different places that I can run all over the place toward, you know, or be distracted by. And they can even seem good. <laughs> or, you know, I might care a lot about him, but, for instance, if I'm not preaching Jesus Christ at mass mm-hmm. I think I'm missing the boat. And so I think that's one of the things that's been on my heart a lot recently is is just remaining focused on Jesus and for instance Jesus in adoration. Yeah. You know Jesus in the Eucharist. Um, are we talking about Jesus in the Eucharist? Are we going to Jesus in the Eucharist? Is Jesus in the Eucharist the center and summit of our parish life? Or are a bunch of other things kind of just scattering us? Or are we really focused and centered on jesus in the eucharist in our parishes for instance because mm-hmm. i think our parishes we can be distracted by doing all sorts of scattered things and we don't do anything about jesus in the eucharist yeah and i, I just think that that's so important nowadays <laughs> so well,
4: and you a beautiful example of that is you have the handmaids from New Ulm, and and what is their order the handmaids of the heart of jesus
5: yeah and the handmaids they witness to that in such a beautiful way because their very lives are, are centered on that fully. And so it's a it's a good inspiration for us and I think experience for us to be able to pray with them and be in their, their presence as well. Cause they're very much in the heart of Jesus every day in the Eucharist
4: still have a couple minutes for your call during straight talk 877-795-0122 is the call in number 877-795-0122 just a couple minutes left here in straight talk 877-795-0122
3: and if you hear the little bit of wind coming across our microphones that's because we're sitting outside in front of St. Lawrence Catholic Church here in Duluth, Minnesota with Father Ryan Moravitz and Janelle is standing here at the table, joining us as well. So, uh, thanks for checking in, and we're on Facebook Live as well, so you can see us there. Um, our ugly mugs, my ugly mug, and everybody <laughs> else's beautiful face on real on the Facebook uh, app there. Uh, Father Ryan, as we wait for this uh, another question to come in, we talked earlier a little bit about uh, the special vocation of the priesthood and uh i just as as married man myself i see within my own marriage the value of my spouse helping me to grow in holiness and obviously uh the priest does not have a spouse to help them doing that or at least not a physical spouse but there are things that priests do obviously um to continue to grow in virtue and and to you know we all have our own flaws and our personalities i mean how do you as a priest and your brother priest how do you help one another grow in virtue um
5: yeah, I think um, it's a great day to, for me to reflect on it. Today's my anniversary, so it's 11 years of priesthood today. Oh, and so mm-hmm. it's, congratulations. You know, it's, a, it's been a, already a kind of a neat morning and reflecting on, you know, it's just these days where you reflect on, like, well, your own vocation and where you've come. Um, I think the the ability to call one of my brother priests and confide in them, which is just where my heart is or where my struggles are or where I'm trying to grow or uh, where my weaknesses are is a huge Huge benefits. So the fraternity of the priesthood is, is huge. Mm. Um, and encouraging one another and, and walking together. Because we we share the similar experience, you know. Um, so all of us kind of experience the things that a priest experiences. And it's a large gamut of <laughs> things on a lot of different levels. And so I think that that's a big thing. I think that the, the commonality and the, the fraternal nature, if you will, of the Liturgy of the Hours... Brings about um, a growth in virtue in each one of our lives, and it, even if we're praying it alone, it's you know alone, <laughs> in quotes. Uh, it's still I think there's something that inspires the heart to know all my brothers throughout the world are praying these psalms and and this prayer together, and I think there's a strengthening in that in knowing that. Uh, so I think those are those are some of the things uh, that I can think of, and you know, and it's it's being able to go and and have fun and encourage one another too and unwind together Um, but I'll also say the importance of the laity we need we need your support and encouragement you know it's and I think a lot of us you know it can be like you know three people four people five people coming by and saying hey have a good morning father and that one person comes by and kind of pokes you and Mm -hmm. you that can get to us and I think we all kind of admit to that but we need we just need the support of the lady and friendship and and encouragement and you know Brands and stuff too
4: Well thanks so much Father I apologize we got to head to a break now Coming up we have Bishop Robert Groose On to discuss the beautiful gift Of the year of the Eucharist Yes the Diocese of Rapid City Is going to have a year of the Eucharist And later in the show Father Ryan's brother Father Brandon Moravitz Will share the goodness of adoration And how it strengthens us All this and much more When Real Presence Live On the Road continues Here from Duluth, Minnesota